Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rooms, a collaboration dedicated to serving the community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. Now, here are your hosts, Jennifer Williams and Shauna Gulbrand. I want you to share that. So hi, welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rooms. Okay, listen, a full disclosure. We've been recording. We've been recording. What did uh, 17 minutes, minutes? Uh, something like that. Yeah. And I forgot to hit record on the damn audio. So you'll have the we, video. You have Go the video. YouTube, Hawks and Lavender. Let's Rose. just do a quick, quick um, recap. We did a shout out to Paul Salibi. Salibi. Paul Salibi, who mixed our intro, intro music and the intro words. And a shout out to my son, Tyler, whose voice it is you hear during the intro of our podcast. We did talk a little bit <laughs> about where we are right now today. I'm so super sorry that that I didn't hit that and I feel really bad. But we are talking about you definitions of love. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely forgiving myself. I think it's great. We have the YouTube. Yeah. Just go. I mean, you want to watch us anyway. It's all good. Great. <laughs> so we're talking about definitions of love. And we were literally just talking about the definitions that I found on dictionary.com, which are an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something, and the feel a deep romantic or sexual attraction to someone. So we were just talking about that great interest and pleasure in something. And I was mentioning so how many things. I love to do this podcast because I love to talk. So some something like this and that's when I looked at my computer and I realized that I wasn't recording can I see those words can I hold that yes you most certainly can I forget like instantly at the top of the page yeah um mm. and this is where we're at in our conversation we're talking about definitions of love, love. an intense feeling of deep affection you said there were countless oh yeah countless like yeah just, so many yeah. Sometimes I just look at May and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. And then the next morning I wake up and I don't want to be a dog owner. <laughs> so go figure. <laughs> I feel that way a lot about my cat who does not clean his butt. No, Barry does not clean his butthole butt. Butthole Barry. But we still love Shout him. Shout out to butthole Barry. <laughs> <laughs> um, a great interest and pleasure in something. And then feel a deep romantic or sexual attraction to someone. Wow. So interesting that those are, that's like the quote unquote, one of the definite, you know, mm -hmm. definitions. And we talked a little bit about the love between a parent and child and right. how parent to child is different than child to parent. Hugely. Yeah. And that was like one of the things that, um, in pathways that Carol mentioned was our kids will never see us period but they'll never see us how we see ourselves or how even like other people see us our friends and our you know, family but our children are just like like we are just I don't even know what we are I yeah, don't know I could go into that because yeah I had a conversation like a, with my son a, last night a so few episodes there have like, been yeah and I do want to touch upon that so yeah, I have to write sure, that on the list sure. um the, and that's another thing I want to stop saying um Right. This is the speech part of me. Um, and so, and like, I know. I often say to my children when they are conflicted with something that's going on between the two of us, you, especially when I say drive safe, they will never understand what it is like 
to be a mom, first of all, mm-hmm. because they're both boys, mm-hmm. and to even comprehend the love that I have for them as my children. And I remind them of that. And the thoughts that go through your mind when you say drive safe. Exactly. And they're like, I'm always driving safe. <laughs> brush your teeth. I always brush my teeth. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. What's What could possibly happen? I'm like, do you want to go in there for a second and see what could possibly happen? Yeah. That's just, so that's just one form of and love. You did touch upon how we love our children unconditionally, but then you stopped. Uh, it's on the video, just not on yeah, the audio, yeah, but it is going yeah. to be now. And that is something that I've recently discovered. I have put conditions on my children unknowingly. Well, yeah, that's why I stopped myself. Yeah, we can cuddle, we can read, clean your room first. Mm. There's a condition right there. Or even like, like the you might get angry over grades or a performance or like I don't even know so well and I was actually thinking about my parents like but it's a practice unconditionally loving children is another practice well we're just coming off of our episodes about practices just another practice just another practice so excited (laughs) that this unconditional, no, an un- infinite amount of practices that we offer it's here true. on Hawks and Lavender Rose. <laughs> we are going to get used to that. <laughs> Where did we come? Oh, the alchemy ball. Oh, the alchemy ball. You're all, by the way, the vo- the folks that are listening to the audio of this, um, we're hosting an alchemy ball. Someday. Uh, someday. At some point. Yeah. And you're invited. You're all invited. Somehow, some way. And but if we just- you want to wear masks, like if you've ever had that desire to go to a masquerade ball like me. Um, wear a mask. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a lot and of And we'll do some stuff. We'll, we'll do some stuff. <laughs> we can guarantee that. <laughs> we just crack ourselves oh up, I God. swear. It's because we're talking about love. Yeah. And I am like, you know, and I'm, I'm in a new relationship, so I'm feeling lots of love. Love, so, love, love. Um, Like I mentioned all the time, I'm a note taker, and I do like to have some notes down before we do one of our shows. And I think going forward, I'm just going to do it on email or Word or something and just send you the notes, and, and that way we'll both have them. Not that yeah. you have to use them. but Well, maybe I'll do it someday. Someday. <laughs> just like we'll do something at the ball. There's something that came up, and we are going to get deeper into the definitions of love, but there's something that I, I either read or heard sometime back, some point in my journey. Instead of, like, when you first meet someone, what do you generally ask someone that you recently met? Well, part, what do I ask them? Like, in what? Well, okay, so what say genre you met, of you, meeting? Okay, like so, dating. Um, friends, no, 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 no. Clients. Just like you're you're out somewhere, and someone introduces you to someone, and the next thing you know, you're with this person, and you're just having to make some conversation. What might be the one of the things you ask them? I mean, I all right. Let me just put it. Yeah, I don't there. know. So, yeah, what do you on. do? Well, yeah, I was trying to avoid that because I don't know if I asked that question. I actually. I'm, I think I'm more of an observer and I'll ask questions based on what I observe. Okay. Because I'm not a fan of like, what do you do? Because I don't think that that defines who we are. Okay. So I'm asking the wrong person Sorry, that, that question. But would you agree that yes. a lot of people do, yep, do that? Absolutely. Oh, what do you do for a job? Yeah, what do you do for a living? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. What the article said or the person I was listening to <clears throat> mentioned was 
asking someone that you recently met, what do they love? Yeah, I was going to say, what do you love? Yeah. What do you love? <coughs> Excuse me, I'm going to have a coffee. Yeah, no, it. go for it. What do, you, <coughs> what do you love? What What leads your soul, imagine? That's, oh. Those are kind of the questions that I, I kind of dive into in the dating world. What be, do if you I'm going to be love? honest with you. I want you to be honest with you. Because the other stuff I don't care about. I don't care what you ate last night. I don't care, like, what you really... I mean, I care what you watch on TV. That's later, though. You know, right. like, I want to know what's in your heart and if you actually have ever explored that before mm-hmm. with everyone that I meet. But, I mean, I, I guess for me, that's what comes up when I think about meeting a potential partner, like, life partner. I want to dive in because the small stuff is very boring. Yeah. To me. Well, yeah. you mentioned that in our intro. In the episode, intro, that's right. Yep. Which it's interesting because I've reflected on that a lot. Yeah. That it's always been, or it's a challenge for you. You've never been really good at the small talk mm-hmm. and keeping it at the surface level because I never have either. Mm-hmm. It's painful. But again, let's come back. Love. Love is everything. Love is everything. When I was yep. feeling into the notes that I was writing, I, I just noticed that my mind or my feelings were going here and here and here and here and here. And I'm like, well, hold on. Love is everything. And then I came to love is dot, dot, dot. Finish that. Love is what? All around us. Love is setting boundaries. Mm, go ahead. We're just going to keep yeah, going. Yeah, let's do a few. Love is... Sometimes shadowed in the, well, seemingly shadowed by the dark. Love is speaking truthfully. Love is affection. Love is saying no when you mean no. Love is appreciation. Love is getting curious. Love is honesty. Yeah. Wow. That one just made me stop for a second because that's like so all encompassing. It's, at least for me, because that's one of my practices. Yeah. Honesty. Yeah. Love is self care. Mm. Couple more. Yeah, I know. You got me thinking about my <laughs> love is love is silence. Love is nature. Mm. I like that. Mm. Maybe we elaborate on a couple of these. Mm-hmm. So I think we love is honesty. You said that that's been that's love again, is truth, which is that's part back, of our mission. Right. That's yeah. the truth and the honesty. So what does that mean to you? <clears throat> that to me means understanding, being very clear about what my truth is in a situation. And then coming back to my practice, here we are back with the practice, of expressing that to whomever I need to express it to from a heart-centered place of love, not only for the other person, but for myself. Let me rephrase that. A heart-centered place of love for myself, because it's coming from my truth, and the other person. Mm -hmm. And to remember, remind myself that I'm here to live my life to the fullest and to not make choices based on someone else's happiness. Or comfort. Or comfort. 
and to remember that when I do speak my truth from a place of love, I'm not responsible for how the person, the other person feels or reacts or, reacts yeah. or responds. Yeah. That, that is, this is me. That's huge. To it is. speak. It's not easy. It's, it's like, I find that to be really vulnerable. I was going to say really challenging, but I don't find it to be really challenging anymore. It is a challenge, not really challenging. Because the more you do it. You keep it. waffling on that challenge. Well, thing. it's not really challenging. It's challenging. It's not really challenging anymore for me because I've practiced it. Right. Before, it used to be paralyzing right. in certain situations. Paralyzing. Because I was afraid. Well, I was supposedly afraid of their reaction to my truth. But I was really afraid of the moment like what effect that was gonna create what by my cause mm -hmm. <laughs> cause and effect yeah so it's fear right like so you hear about fear and love being it's either fear or it's love so the vulnerability is about diving into the fear because the foundation is unconditional love right yeah for self and the other person yeah yeah and truth is definitely going to be a topic that we're going to talk about on an episode as well. Well, truth um, leads to deeper love. It certainly has in my life. Yeah. And we're not talking like romantic love. It no. can romantically. I mean, it can enhance your romantic life. Truth can enhance every relationship. Yeah. Um, well, it can. Has the potential has the to enhance that. Yeah, well, and it depends on who the relationship is with and how open they are to the truth. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like we might have that practice and really want to do this, um, but other people might not be so open to it, especially when it makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Um, there was something, oh, fear knocked, love answered. And there was no one there. Fear knocked. Love answered. Ah, and there was and no one there. Yeah. was no one there. You I get like that. a visual when you say, my my brain creates impressions. I do see a door. Yeah. Right? Because when I think knock, I think a door. And I see black. Mm. And then I just, it's black and light. It's It's just light and darkness is what it is. What do you see? When I said Something that. similar, except it was like a scene, but it, there was a door. It was mostly light, maybe some purple. And I just liked fear knocked, love answered, and no one was there. Like, I could see the door open. It was a spaciousness, I feel. Like, that's what I visualize. And then love creates that spaciousness. Love is the spaciousness. Our spaciousness is love. It's Love is everything. Yeah. I just keep coming back to that. Love is everything. I feel like it's it can be touchy. Love, saying that love is everything. Uh, that might trigger some people because of the world that we live in. And, and the viewpoints that can be had about the way the ways of the world and things that are happening in the world, which is where like fear and love exist because the, the things that we see that we don't, that aren't love or loving or unconditionally, unconditional love are based in fear. Right. 
right? The war, like wars and violence and well, what else is there? But violence. Um, let's talk about the bad stuff. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the well, bad like, stuff. like what's that? You know, like what's happening? Just like power, ego, all these things that don't seem like they're based in love anymore, but the potential for things to be healed by and through love is always there. Absolutely. So one of one of the things I don't know if I mentioned this in any of the other other episodes, but I firmly believe that why this the work that we do is is important, awakening people to the understanding of love and truth, and the the light flipping on hopefully for a lot of people. It's like that. It, I feel like it can be instant in anyone. The, like if who if you think of the worst person, whoever you consider to be like the worst person in the world whether it's someone you know or it's like a political figure or whatever, a leader, I don't know. Any person that you think of the worst person in the world, the energy of love is always going to be stronger than the energy of fear. And the more people that can be influenced and try to live from a state of love and the energy that's created from that can influence Right, so you like the worst person in the world you normally would not try to love, right? So here's another practice. And here we are back to practice. Right, is actually holding that person, holding yourself in so much love, and hopefully it overflows to that person that you think is the worst person, and holding them in a state of love with the hope and the knowing and the under, understanding that in any moment in time, their light can switch on and the more energy that we the the more energy around love that we create and that we can send out and and try to really work from a genuine place of unconditional love the more lights will get turned on it's just do you know who rush limbaugh is yeah wayne dyer used to keep a photo of rush limbaugh on his altar and he got that practice from Ram Das. Because <laughs> that's what Ram Das has always kept presidents, people that really he needs to work on loving. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a great. I would love to have a couple pictures on my altar. Mm, yeah, I'm thinking. Who do I want to put there? <laughs> I just don't know if I want to see their face. That's every what day. I'm thinking. But like, then you're supposed I... to be like, I love you. Yeah, but do I want to look at you as I'm starting to meditate? Well, I suppose I could. I know. So we have an article here. Uh, 36 questions that lead to love. You want to play around with some of sure. these? Sure, yeah. Um, wow. Oh, boy. This is interesting. Given the choice of anyone in the world... Whom would you want as a dinner guest? Anyone in the world. Anyone in the world. Anyone in the world. And I want you to think about that too. Yeah. When I say you, I mean whoever's watching us and listening. Can it be to like us. lunch? Just because dinner, I'm more tired. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's rephrase that to who would you want to have a meal with? A meal. All right, that's great. So it could be. And you could choose too. the time of the day. And you could choose the time of the day. Okay, so anyone in the world alive. It doesn't say. I'm just going to let you answer that question. Anyone in the world right now. I think, I mean, he's been on my mind. So I'm just going to say Trump. 
right now, that answer, I don't want to fall in love with it. Oh, maybe I do want to fall in love with him. <laughs> you need to put his picture on your altar. <laughs> I know I do. That's what I was talking about. Because I, like, at first I thought, oh, the Dalai Lama or Thich Nhat Hanh or Ram Das or someone that I really have admire and I see as, like, a, a spiritual leader who I've learned from. But... No, I I would want, I feel like I'd want to challenge myself to sit with someone that stirs me up. Interesting. I wouldn't go on that route. Okay. And so maybe I'd have to feel into that. Why? Yeah. I know. I just didn't go in that route. It was more like, for me, it was more enjoyment. I wasn't thinking more of a challenge so I could practice love. Yeah. So who do you, who would it be? If I wanted a challenge? No, just who would you choose? The same question posed to you. This is really, what you, you're going to think I'm totally fucked. John Gruden. I don't even know who that is. He is the coach of the Oakland Raiders, or the LA Raiders are now. He used to commentate football. Yeah. And I loved listening to him. And he left, he went back to being a coach. And every time I watch football, I'm like, God, I wish I could listen to John again. Get out of here. And I would just love to just sit and chit-chat with him. Okay. All right. <laughs> totally That's fine. I love that. He was one of the best commentators. I, I really do appreciate him. Would you like to be famous? And in what way? Would I? All right. What does this have to do with love? I don't. These are questions that lead, lead to, to love. love. Would I like to be famous? What was the part, second part of that? In what way? In what way? Famous. Ugh, I don't know. I don't want to be. Yeah. Not okay. So when I when I look at celebrities, which are not my favorite people in the world. Wow. They, they, that's a strong statement because it's a lot of people. Well, not all of that. Some of them I do like. Some of them are just so power driven and ego driven, and and I just. Okay, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But, I don't know if I want my life to change so drastically that I don't have the privacy that I love so much. Right. I do not want reporters and paparazzi outside of my house. I feel like it's a it's a big responsibility. Huge. And I don't want it. I don't want that I want to be... What am I being? Well-known... Influential and in... well-known in a smaller setting. Right. Like the setting of love and trust. Like this. Hawks and Lavender Rose. <laughs> exactly. You know, what like well said. known in your field, and maybe it's like a little bit broader than what you represent, but to be like famous, like an actor or a singer. I don't know. That's a, I don't know. Seems like a big responsibility. And sometimes. Sometimes yeah, what? I don't, wouldn't want to be that responsible. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's like that's just like opening Pandora's box. Sorry, Madeline and Kevin, anything, if you're listening. Honestly, um, if I could change anything, it would it would be to to be more um, open with communication and feelings and wants, needs, desires within my family unit when I was growing up. I guess, like, when I think about that question, I think that it would have changed my path. And I really, for all that has gone down on my path, I really love every moment of it mm -hmm. at this point in my life. So I just, I'm, I wonder if I, like, saying that, it would have changed the trajectory, which doesn't necessarily mean it would be 
I guess it would just be different. I can't imagine a different life than what I have. I agree with you about that. And, and yes, I recognize things. And sometimes I wish that it could have been different. But it all led me to where I am today. Right. And for that, I am truly grateful. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? So if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? What would I want to know? I feel like I know everything I need to know. Yeah, I'm just going to move on from that one. I mean, what about, like a future? I don't want to know about the future. Um, oh, God, that's a horrible one. What does friendship mean to you? Wait, I'm I'm thinking about that other. No, oh, I thought I we feel were like I know I'm kind, but I kind of stayed with it. Like I think it would be to, for me to anything that I like haven't acknowledged or, just to bring to light anything that I don't even maybe even know that I'm like hiding or ha- acknowledged that would drive me in a more focused way to like for my purpose. I could a crystal ball with the, I don't even know what the fuck it would show me, but that's kind of like mm. what came up, like to reveal the hidden things that I'm like not seeing that maybe I would see in like three years and be like, ah, oh, man, that's like, but then that's just, I don't know. See, then that's kind of like messing up your path. I just want to point out that I wasn't the one that found this article. I know it was I'm me. Just... Well, I actually heard about it on, an, on a, another podcast that I listened to. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I don't really think anything. Timing is is everything. Audience is something. Maybe, yeah. Do you think there's anything that's too serious to be joked about? I've heard some, like, pretty crude comedians say some shit, and I think it's hilarious. It's rough. It's like, ooh, but it's funny. I guess it all depends on how easily one gets offended. I think that definitely plays a role as well. And well, but fir- for you personally. The first thing that came to mind was death. Like, the death should not be joked about. But then I go to, well, why can't we find the lightness in life? Like, why, what do you mean death shouldn't be joked about? Like, if someone... Like, the death of someone? Yeah. All right. It's touchy. It is touchy. It's interesting. Um, I know of someone whose family hired a comedian to come to the, I think it was like an all-in-one sort of uh, ceremony and celebration of life thing. They hired a comedian. That's kind of great. I thought, what? So, of course... Judgment I came out first. Death, though, with my kids about my death. I said when I die, because you know the body worlds exhibit how it's like. Oh yeah. Plastination, you whatever. Donate I your said, body. I want my, um, what's it called? Wake. I want to be in a yoga pose. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> we die. Are you naked or clothed? I think I'm naked. You like just the muscles, like downward facing dog. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. And then I love my kids because they just totally <sighs> jumped right on it with me. They were like, "Wow!" Like 
And then they were coming up with how they would position me. And I'm like, that is so... <laughs> Before rigor mortis sets in. Right. <laughs> uh, hilarious. I wonder if they can do that after you've been embalmed. Listen, when I die, everybody knows. And I'm just telling the whole world here. You want to be cremated? Yes. Do not uh, I put do me too. in a box. I do too. I do not want my body in the ground forever. But they also have green... The trees, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> My nose is all ready. Right, I feel like what is this? Does this, this is not this leading is, yeah, to love? This isn't leading to love. This is just leading it to more confusion. It might to fall in love with each other if we read those to each other. Yeah, and I think that's what it's really based yeah. on because some of the things that I read was take a moment to do this with your partner. Yeah. Sort of um, exercises. But you know what it does do? I guess it's kind of like an example of questions. Questions can be very poignant in sparking a deeper relationship which ultimately leads to feeling more love toward whoever you're with acceptance of other people is is a theme in my life and i honestly there have been some people that i haven't accepted and then my capacity to love is not there because I'm not accepting them for who they are. So that is another practice of mine. Which is part of is your shadow work too, right? right? Because then it's a reflection of something within you. Right. Well, can you give a, like a couple examples of what you have been struggling to accept within an, another person? Because I think we all can relate, that's why. Hmm. So it's a spotlight. Yeah, there's a spotlight on me right now. Yeah. What I haven't been able to accept in another person, maybe just quirks or habits. Let's use that, like different habits that someone might have that I might find irritating or confusing or I judge as silly or whatever, whatever. It could be anything. There's nothing, not one specific thing that's coming up for me right now. So then I realized that my capacity to open my heart fully, and it's not even so much about me expressing the fact I love you, but for my own self being able to open my heart and feel that fullness for them, it's not there because there's a level of judgment and non-acceptance. And I've been beginning to recognize that more in my life. Again, another practice mm -hmm. of just becoming aware of the times where I'm noticing a little bit of judgment. Well, I just kind of sugarcoated that. When I'm noticing judgment. Yep. And the fact that I Did you am, see that? She took out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great... Because that's my truth. Yeah. Getting there to the is. point also is... I mean, as a coach and <clears throat> as who I am, I really try to practice living a non-judgmental life but it just it still happens it's still there and then when I don't accept someone for who they are when I don't accept a little quirk or a habit or whatever that I'm not fully present I'm not fully in love mm -hmm. and I feel that if I can look at that and say well that is them and I'm going to practice accepting them for what it is they do or what they say or their actions, then I'll be able to find more love for myself, life, and them. Mm -hmm. So how do you get to that point? 
awareness, mm -hmm. number one. And it's a shift within myself. And I've noticed that the more I'm aware of it and shift internally to I have placed conditions on you, I have not fully accepted you, I'm going to start to, then I find more love for myself as well. So the hawk is coming to mind right now because you widen your perspective of yeah. that person. And myself. And yourself. And my... May just lay down on my broken toe. And my capacity to... I'm sorry. It's okay, baby. You didn't do anything wrong. Um, my capacity to love. Mm -hmm. So a definition of love for me personally would be the practice of acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those more difficult. <laughs> yeah, but and then we go back to the shadow work, right? Yeah. Because it's an well, you're driving me crazy. This about you drives me crazy. Let me pick up a mirror. Right. And look in the mirror and then go within to find that aspect of me. That's that's my shadow work. So it's all like there are all these pieces. That one so I wanna I'll I wanna elaborate on that a little bit. What I have found when I feel like I am struggling to accept someone, like I find myself judging them. It's usually people that complain. Which is non-acceptance of what is. Right. Well, the victim, you know, they're playing victim and they're getting a lot of attention. And what, so what I've found is that maybe I'm envious Right when I can just allow myself to be envious that they actually can get away with being have a victim. the ability, yeah, yeah, because who doesn't love attention? I mean, let's be real, we love attention, but not necessarily negative attention. I mean, it's like just an awareness of like how I choose to speak about my life, and that I don't feel like a victim at all in my life but I said like that's the shadow work that I have found in that my irritation with someone that is constantly in victim mode part of it stems from me being envious of them getting that attention because I'm like well you want me to tell my story because it will definitely be yours <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's that for ego right exactly exactly so it is a practice and it's awareness thing and then it is that breath like I always come back to the breath it's just like taking a breath becoming present, going back into my body, and then just, like, it's not necessarily, I think unconditional love, I mean, I guess that would incorporate loving someone's personality as well, but I, I feel like I can genuinely love everyone at the soul level, and then when we start to bring in the layers of personality and emotional baggage underdevelopment whatever it is you know like yeah baggage lots of different things then then that starts to press all the little different buttons mm -hmm. in me but like the overtone that I can return to because of the practice because of practices is I love at the soul level I love period I love everything that I've discover about myself and I've found myself using this vocabulary more and more with the groups that I'm in front of 
is no matter what I discover, bringing it all back to a place of love. And what's been happening is this, this love for myself has continued to grow and expand. And do I have my moments still where I am on my case or I'm not accepting something about myself? Of course, because I'm learning, I'm growing, it's a practice. It's not going to happen overnight. But it's, it's, it's really uncomfortable to notice truths about ourselves. Right? So when I said a little bit and then I realized, no, 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 no. There are moments I judge as much as a little bit. Yeah. Full-blown judging. <laughs> so I recognized that yeah. and decided that, again, practice. Not going to beat myself up for that truth. Instead, I'm going to bring it back to my heart, into that place of love that I just discovered that, yes, I still can be judgmental, even though I really try to practice not to be. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. And just to love myself anyway and to start loving other people more. Because I feel like when I'm not accepting people, I'm irritated by them. And I'm tired of being irritated by them. And yes, it's work on myself too. Yeah. And that's we'll get into that as we as we progress into these episodes of really looking at yourself when something's bothering you about somebody else. Through a different lens. Definitely switch the lens, or like switch Ram Dass always says, switch the channel, you know, elevate, switch the channel to a point where like you want to work with, and I just thought of something when you were saying that, and I lost the thought, but it had to do with, oh, it's going to irritate me. Take social media for a second. Mm-hmm. How often are you scrolling through your news oh, feed, what it was now. And, and you're irritated by something that you see or read? Yeah. That's the perfect opportunity to practice acceptance, to practice love, or to look at yourself. Or, that's what I was going to say, is lighten up. Sometimes I feel like we get so heavy, or I can get super heavy. I think that's what I was trying to say when I was talking about I'd rather not be irritated by other people and and instead accept them and love them. Yeah. Because then I don't feel so heavy, I feel lighter. Yeah. And then my day just improves. Yeah. Laughter is love. Yeah, let's do a couple more love is love before we love uh, is sign laughter off today. Love is drinking lots of water every day. Mm. Love is, uh, you just reminded me of morning coffee. Oh, <laughs> on a beautiful sunny day love. on my deck. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, love is coffee, period. Love is sitting between my kids on the couch watching a movie. Love is all four cars in the driveway. Mm. I'm trying to think of I know. There's like so many. Th- love is trees. Love is flowers blooming. Love is, you already said love is nature. Love is birds. Love is moving your body. Love is stepping outside your comfort zone. Mm. Love is feeling the fear and the excitement and moving forward anyway. Love is listening. Love is hugely listening. (laughs) Love is authenticity. Mm. And it's interesting because I really want to be focused on you when you're talking and I'm noticing that my mind is going over here because I want to think about what 
what we might want to say next. Yeah. And I am mindful of that. And I really want to just concentrate on the fact that we're here. So my love is attention. Mm -hmm. Love is curiosity. Love is looking into your eyes and being present. Love is love is body. Love is doing this show. Yeah. Love is not ever watching the YouTube videos that we record. <laughs> no, stop it. You're going to watch them. Love is looking at them and loving myself anyway. What is love to you? Yeah, what is love to you? more of that feeling? What is the feeling of love in your body? Wow, that's a whole other episode. Jeez Louise. And where in your body <laughs> do you feel it? And for whom? Like, you know, notice for that. What? Yeah. When you're in any given situation where there are feelings of love, where do you feel it in your body? And love is really hard to define with words, I, I find. I think it's more of a feeling. Look at I just said, I think. I feel more, that it's I more feel of like a it's feeling. more of a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love is personal development. Love is self-discovery. Love is recognizing things about yourself that you want to change. Love is looking up at the stars. Oh, love is the moon. <laughs> love is the ocean. Love is, love is the ice cream. forest. Deep. Love is food. Love is the ice cream. Yes! <laughs> Love is eating clean. Okay, we could just go on and on and love, on. Love, love, love. Feel it's, the love. It's so unique to the mm. individual, but yet so much to the collective. I feel so much love when I'm doing my work, when I'm working either one-on-one -on -one with people or even like in groups and classes, whatever. I, the love, it's like unbounded I, it's, it usually brings tears to my eyes on in any given moment. I was reminded, not reminded, but what came up for me when you were saying all that are maybe listeners or viewers at work who are miserable in their jobs. And to hear you talk about that fulfillment and that love that you get from the job that you do, that's what I, I thought, well, what about those people that are not in love with their job and, and we can't get into that now right. because we well, don't have time to talk about that that's a great episode actually yeah, about about what it is that you could do what is calling we did touch on that a little bit before in another episode is what is calling are you listening to the call and it doesn't mean quit your job and leave your no. marriage you know it's this is these are the practices that will lead your life in a subtle yet profound way over time right yeah. All right. So we invite you to go to our Instagram page Hawks and our Hawks and Lavender Rose on Instagram and our private Facebook. Facebook group and leave your thoughts or finish finish the sentence. Love is. Love is. And you let us know what your definitions of love are and anything that came up for you just listening to this podcast 
what came up for you in regards to love or acceptance or write it down yeah write it down oh yeah we always suggest journaling like journal 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 journal. right 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 it doesn't have to make sense it doesn't matter if you sound crazy just right just right Love of God, just right. For the love of God, find <laughs> Shauna at Shauna Thank you. <laughs> and find me at journeyomyoga.com and just connect. Connect yeah. and share, share, share. Sharing is really caring. That's how this it works. It sounds like so like Care Bear. Care Bear. It is oh my Care God, Bear. it is. Totally Care oh, Bear. Oh God. They're not wrong. They are quite right. Maybe we'll have them on as guests. Oh, yeah, and we are talking about having guests yeah, on the definitely. show as well. So yeah. we have that going for us. All, All right. right, see us next week. Thank you, beautiful people. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.